Welcome to Koinani on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I am Pastor Dominic Grimaldi filling in for Tom Brown, and today we are talking about understanding homosexuality, an ambassador's guide to that name, understanding homosexuality by Alan Schliemann, who um, is involved with an apologetics ministry called Stand to Reason out in California. And like I said earlier, um, it has been a blessing to uh, myself and obviously uh, my church that God has asked me to serve in. So we we thank Stand to Reason, www.str.org, Greg Kokel, Alan Schliemann and the gang uh, doing apologetics and if, if if you've been listening to Alan with these tough questions, one thing you can say about Alan, he's clear, concise, and he's compassionate. So I think that that's really important today in doing apologetics. But we are going to give him a tough question, if if we may. Alan, you ready for a tough one here? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think that, uh, and, and like I said, uh, people need to have this, people need to have this ambassador's guide. They really do. Um because, you know, as, as, as we go over this material, you need to read it over and over again. But my question is, though everyone is born biologically a male or a female, psychologically their gender identity will develop over time. And, and I think you expounded that really well in this guide. Can you uh, explain to the audience how that may come about um, in, in your findings or your studies on that? Yeah, that's a good question. And actually, the reason why it's a tough question, as you pointed out, is actually not so much that um, we don't have an answer, but that it it's it takes more than perhaps a radio interview to, to answer yeah. it fully fleshed out and to kind of answer all the questions about it. So definitely, I do, like you mentioned, recommend my book, and it's a short book, and I'm, you know, I don't, you know, I, I'm recommending it solely, to, solely because I think it gives an, a much more expanded explanation as to what the causes of same-sex attraction are, at least for some pathways. But uh, to try to answer your question in kind of a nutshell here, um, yeah, I think what's, what's going on in our culture is that the people think that either you're born that way or you choose to be this way, okay? And so they're assuming that these are the only two options. And I've suggested in the book, and, and what you just alluded to, and that, that, that there is actually a third option that might explain yes. the causes of same-sex attraction, and that is that same-sex attraction is something that develops over time uh, from birth to young adulthood. And uh, you alluded to what that something is, and that is uh, what we refer to as your gender identity. Yeah. And uh, yes, we, we are biologically born either male or female, but gender identity is something that is part of our personality. It's a, it's a subconscious sense of what gender we believe ourselves to be. So it's not physical. You know, so if you believe yourself to be a part of the world of men, then you would have a male gender identity. If you believe yourself to be a part of the world of women and identify with women, then you would have a female gender identity. Now, this is something that is primarily a subconscious state of affairs for any person's personality. It's not like you walk around thinking, I'm, I'm a man or I'm a woman, which, of course, we do. But I'm talking about the subconscious sense of what gender we believe ourselves to be. Now, if a, if a person is born biologically male and he develops a male gender identity, so in other words, his biology right. and his subconscious gender identity are congruent or the same, then he will be attracted to 
female bodies. And the reason is, is because you've probably heard of this maxim, um, uh, opposites attract. Yes. And so if you have a, if a male, if you have a male gender identity, then you'll be attracted to the body that appears to be opposite of your male gender identity, which would be a female body. So that's what will lead to heterosexuality. But in some cases, again, some, not all, but in some cases of, heter- of homosexuality, with, with regards to a male, for example, they have a male body, but they have developed a female gender identity. Yes. And so as a result of that, when they see a male body, they will be attracted to that male body, because remember, opposites attract. And if yes. you have a female gender identity then you'll see a male body and perceive that to be the opposite of your gender identity. Now, again, it's not that these people walk around thinking, I'm a girl. No, no, no. They, they would say, if you ask them, are you a boy or a girl? They say, no, of course I'm a boy. But they have subconsciously developed a female gender identity from early childhood through young adulthood. And as a result of that, now developed, have developed an attraction towards um, other males. And so just by the way, Notice that this notion of opposites attract actually applies to both male, I'm sorry, applies to both heterosexuals and homosexuals. Yes. Now that, that sounds counterintuitive because when we see two men who are, who are homosexuals, they're attracted to each other and we think, oh, same-sex attraction. But what we don't see is there, is there subconscious gender identity, which is perhaps female, and then it's attracted to the opposite male body. So really, this, this idea of opposite attract applies in both heterosexuals and homosexuals. Yeah, that's that, and and like I says, the book really flushes that out. The the guide re- and 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 you did uh, you you really expounded that well. And that and like I says, that was really eye opening for me as a as a as a third view. And I think as 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 I as I read it, I was really really impressed by that uh, by that um, view. So his so. Can you inform on this gender issue? If we can stay there for a few minutes until we close, um, can you inform us on something that Amy Hall has written about, called the gender spectrum and what they advocate? Because I think um, Amy has done some really uh, good writing on this, and I, I read uh, some of her articles on this, and and she in fact introduced me to the gender spectrum as far as knowing who they are, going on their website, and maybe you can let our audience know. Who they are and what they advocate, if that if that if that makes any sense. Yeah, gender spectrum. I mean, I, I don't know too much about them, but I do know how they've uh, you know what they're kind of what they're involved in today. They're basically an organization that is trying to equip um, people like teachers, for example, or other educators to avoid using uh, uh, gender gendered terms like boys and girls when you're in your classroom. So they want to what they would call create gender-sensitive and inclusive environments. So they would say, well, look, if you're a teacher and you want to get your students to divide up into two groups, don't divide them up into boys and girls, or say boys get in this line, girls get in right. this line, because that's, that's affirming this sort of binary gender um, idea, which, of course, they reject. Even <laughs> um, And so they say, look, just, just say, hey, look, all students, you know, uh, you know, do this, or, all, hey, you know, athletes, you know, all the athletes, I want you to come here. Don't say boys and girls, you know. So they, they say, they, they try to teach these kinds of ideas uh, to equip um, various teachers and other educators. Um, you know, you, you spoke about early on in our discussion about the real enemy is Satan, and I, and I think that, and I, and I think that's, that's really the core of this issue, um, 
But I, I wanted to uh, talk about a little bit about worldview. I mean, there are, I, I, and I think you mentioned something when we were speaking before we got on the air about there is no middle ground here. And I, and I think that either you have the worldview of human autonomy uh, or the worldview that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, and if you can um, kind of show us the why that is so important, because I don't think, and I think we mentioned this off the air, I don't think there's no middle ground here. And I think that um, in compassion, in love, we need to make a stand on these issues. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, the, the reason I say there's no middle ground is because, um, well, there is no middle ground. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're either on one side or the other, and I don't want to make this sound like as if it's um, a, a war between us people who believe that uh, gender is either male or female, and those other people who disagree with us in that question. Um, of course, we are disagreeing on this issue, but again, the, the, the thing that I want to emphasize is that it's not a battle between us and them. I would argue that it's a battle between um, us who are adopting the Christian worldview, which we believe to be true, and the false ideas of the culture that the culture has bought into. Exactly. And I'm just, I just want to try to emphasize that I don't see the other people who disagree with me as my enemy. I see them as people who are made in the image of God, who are deserving of dignity, but have just bought into mistaken notions about gender identity and, uh, and other kinds of things like that we're talking about. And so, um, you know, in fact, Second Corinthians 10 talks about this. Look, it says, you know, the, the, the war, the real war that we're in, is not your standard type of war, you know, this army against another army. Exactly. Right? Uh, that, you know, that's a, physical, that's a physical army, you know. We are battling spiritual ideas and strongholds and ideas that are raised up against the knowledge of God, and we're trying to destroy those ideas. And that's why I emphasized before that really Satan is our enemy, and it's his ideas that we're trying to destroy. We're not trying to destroy other people um, or try to hurt other people. We should see them as God sees them as and that is people who he has created that are made in his image and that we desperately need to reach out to. So, um, yeah, I think that's the perspective we should have, and that way when we do speak on this question, it'll help to temper the manner in which we're communicating to them. And that's why I say, yeah, you know, yeah. the stage reason mission is being an ambassador for Christ. And as an ambassador, you want to speak with knowledge, wisdom, and, com- and, uh, and character. That's the character part is what guides and tempers the manner in which we're communicating. And I think by having an accurate understanding of, of where, what the real battle is and who the real enemy is, it'll help us to um, temper our, our um, anger at some of these things rather than guide that anger or direct that anger towards actual people, which they are not the problem. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's well said. And again, uh, we have uh, two minutes left in this segment, and then we'll come, we'll come on for a couple of minutes and... Um, I'll, I'll say something, Alan, but I, you at the end maybe um, can just uh, close us out in prayer when we come back on the other side. And I think this has been a well of information for myself in reading your guide and, and, and having you on today. And it, like I said, it was an honor to have someone from the Stand to Reason staff to be with us to, um, to just uh, know how important these cultural advancements are and more than that, how to deal with them clear, concise, and with compassion. And I think that's what Stand to Reason stands for, if I, if I may say. And, and I think, that's, yeah. I, I think you've, you've represented the, the apologetics of, 
of what you guys stand for. And, and, and this is why I was really honored to have um, someone from the staff come on. So we'll be uh, back in a couple of seconds, but you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 13 K- 1360 KPXQ. I am Pastor Dominic Romali, filling in for Tom Brown. We'll be back in a few minutes.